I uh, want to talk a little bit about PSWs, personal support workers in your home. For many years, uh, home care services have allowed people to get care at home rather than in a hospital or an LTC facility. And an important part of these services is provided by PSWs. And I've been exposed to them in my family. I think many of you have as well. Personal support workers, sometimes called personal service workers. In any event, they provide a, a wonderful uh, assistance to people who are in need uh, with daily tasks. And they include things like bathing and meal prep and housekeeping and transportation. But there's a question. And that question is what safeguards are in place for PSWs going into your home and potentially passing COVID along to you? Or let's just make it third person and say to their patients. What happens if a PSW passes COVID to that patient? And these questions uh, have been at the top of mind for Nanish Kotak, who's the founder of Kotak Personal Injury Law and one of his uh, super people who's on this file is Rajiv Hate. We've spoken before, Rajiv. Welcome to the program and uh, hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be back and uh, I hope you're doing well as well. I am well. So far, so good. Let's keep it that way. So this whole business, it, it on the one hand, it's a nothing, but it's a nothing that could become a great big something. And you're in the business of uh, protecting people, sometimes from others, sometimes from themselves. In this particular case, it's a little bit of both because you decide maybe for an aging parent that uh, you need a PSW because you can't devote the time to uh, full-time care for that that parent, but the parent isn't ready to go into a congregate setting or doesn't want to, and a PSW would suffice, and you've taken advice from people who know, and uh, and that is affirmed. But now you've got to go about the business of hiring a person. You've got a question as to what their vaccination state is because you're concerned for uh, your loved one. How do you even go about this? What do you, what do you think about before you, we get into the legal aspects? Well, and that's, that's an excellent question. And, you know, first of all, I want to start by just saying that we've got to get, give credit to the, to the PSWs, the personal support workers and the healthcare workers for what they've been doing, especially during, during this, this time. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, uh, amenable what they have done and, and the fact that a lot of them have continued to go in and provide the care. Now, um, in terms of what do you do, that's an excellent question. And, and to be quite honest, um, my suggestion to individuals is, you know, if you're, if you are required to have a personal support worker, or come to your house. Uh, what you can do, and, and in fact, I've done this for some of my clients is, uh, that require it, uh, I, I just ask, you know, how, do you, I ask a company that's providing it, do you have vaccinated workers? You know, can you send someone who has, in fact, been vaccinated? Uh, you know, and I think another protection that, that can be taken is you, the typical COVID screening protocols that most of us are familiar with nowadays, because you've got to answer them before you go to uh, anywhere, really, a doctor's office, sometimes to work. Uh, you know, questions about have you been, been out of the country? Do you have any symptoms? Have you been around someone that, that has COVID? Things of that nature. Ask those questions. Right? You're allowed to ask. It's for your own care or, you know, again, for your family member's care. You are allowed to ask these questions and, and you can request someone that has been vaccinated. And that would be my, my recommendation, first and foremost. You know, listening to you talk, uh, and I'm not asking you a question on this because I don't think you or anybody at this point has expertise on what is being planned at the level of uh, the Canadian government. But, you, you know, just having these conversations makes me think that other conversation, that side conversation that everybody's having on vaccination certificates um, is, is drawing to mind. And look, here's another aspect of where if a person has paperwork or a card or a document that says 
this person has been duly vaccinated and there's a legal signature, it kind of makes sense on the one hand. On the other hand, there's a whole argument that uh, is ensuing in places around the world on what is included and how it is digitized, if indeed it is digitized, all the rest of it. So I'm going to stay away from it. I'm just going to let it hang there in the air. And I'm going to ask you uh, what the safeguards are that are in place right now, because ultimately if uh, you, you get all the right answers and the PSW enters a home and does pass along COVID to somebody that matters to you, and who knows what happens as a result of that, suddenly it becomes a legal issue, no? It definitely can conceptually, absolutely. And, and you know, there, the, the question that we've been faced with at our practice quite often is if something like this were to happen or uh, there's cases where it has happened. There, there was a, an individual, you know, I think it was, she was a 99-year-old Holocaust survivor that uh, wasn't in a, a long-term care home and instead was having a, a PSW attend her house and, and she contracted the virus from the PSW. And, and the question poses is, you know, can you sue in a situation like this? And, you know, my response to that is, Conceptually, yes, but there are a lot of hurdles that would have to be overcome. You know, first of all, causation is always an issue. You have to be able to prove that the transmission actually came from this person. And so if you are seeing other people, if, if there's more than one person visiting the individual that, that ended up catching COVID, uh, how do you prove that, that it was this specific PSW that I actually is the one that transmitted it? And perhaps there, there will be ways to do it. And, and so that's one aspect that has to be factored into account. But secondly, was the PSW you actually negligent you know in order to to get any sort of damages you've got to prove that you know they've actually there is a duty of care and that they've breached the duty of care that their breach of the duty has caused this person to contract COVID and suffer damages uh, and i think the way to to, to to things to consider in terms of negligence would be have they taken the necessary safety precautions right have they um you know did, did they for example um take protective measures, wear their masks or a face shield or gloves, whatever is, is required in the circumstances. Uh, and, and that's something that, that I think has to be, be really factored into account because even if you do sue, you may not be successful. You know, there, a defense to, to that is going to, is definitely going to be uh, the assumption of the risk defense that, you know, if you're hiring a PSW to come into your house, you know that these individuals are seeing multiple patients a day, likely at different locations. Uh, are, are you assuming the risk that they may have it, you know, knowing that they are going to, to various areas of, of the public. Now, um, if it was a situation, for example, where you are misled about whether or not the person has been vaccinated, you know, if you ask a question and you're told, yes, they have been, and then later on it turns out they actually weren't, again, that I think could, could definitely lead to, to the potential uh, of some damages and, and the lawsuit. But as I mentioned, there would be some hurdles to overcome. Okay, so one of the hurdles to overcome, the Ontario government seems to be tackling because they've tabled legislation, it's not passed yet, but uh, generally in a, in a majority government, uh, if you table legislation, it gets passed. And what it looks at is the regulation of personal support workers and physician assistants and behavior analysts, the people who would interact with you and your children, uh, your parents, all of that. And uh, I believe that uh, part of it is a new oversight body called the Health and Supportive Care Providers Oversight Authority would be established or could be established for the re registration of PSWs. I assume that your firm and, and Mr. Kodak are saying, by all means, move ahead and do this. 
Yeah, and you know that's that's something that at the end of the day, right now, from from what we've reviewed, it doesn't appear that there are any uh, there is a regulatory authority or a governing body for for PSWs, right, or, or any licensing uh, requirements. Of course, you definitely need to have a, a college degree of the, the or or certificate. You've got to have it from an accredited institution that's accredited by the Ministry of Training, Colleges and Universities. So there definitely are those those safeguards in place, uh, but it doesn't appear that there's one sort of over over overarching uh, legislative body that actually regulates the profession as a whole. And I think that this is a, a great step to do that, especially with what we've seen happen in the long-term care homes and all of the issues that have been raised that, that have been so prevalent in the news over the last year. Well, it sounds to me like they're onto something. It sounds to me like uh, we should all be supportive of it or some form of it. It sounds to me like you are. So thank you for taking the time to uh, make us aware. And uh, let's talk again when the thing is passed. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure being here. Always, Rajiv Hate, personal injury lawyer at Kotak Personal Injury Law.